0: Decoding Learning Differences with Kimberlin Lavelle, and this episode is, is unschooling an option for your family with Sue Patterson. Enjoy. Welcome to Decoding Learning Differences podcast, Um, Sue. We're so excited to have you here. Can you just introduce yourself to our audience?
1: Sure. I'm Sue Patterson and i run all things unschooling mom to mom (laughs) there's youtube and there's a website and instagram and um facebook and all the things and my kids are grown now they're 33 31 and 28. i had to think for a second and um and when we first back in the 90s when we started this adventure um I had no idea that I wanted to do this. I came into this as just a suburban mom, T-ball and tiger cubs. And <laughs> and I was just doing what I had always done. And um, and then school just wasn't a good fit. My little happy-go-lucky learner was Dragon. And then I'd look at those third graders who seem so big when you have a first grader. And they, um, they would look like zombies they were just so oh unhappy and I thought I can do second grade (laughs) I'll put him back if I flop (laughs) Then you know I pay taxes (laughs) they have to take him back and so um we started and and as time went on I learned more about how kids learn and how we parent and how how what we thought at first, my kid will never do blah blah blah. <laughs> Don't say that. It's you are you're gonna have to eat those words at some point. And but we it's because we evolve over time. We have an idea in our head of what things are gonna be like, and then and then real life comes in and shows us with this little person right in front of us and with our own baggage that we have to unpack. And then we're like, oh, how did they know that? they're hardwired to learn they're hardwired to be curious and so as you as you start to notice that you can start to get a little more comfortable or i did i started to get a little more comfortable with the idea of not orchestrating everything and not dividing life into subjects and i can tell you now I'm on the other side. The kids are grown. They all own homes, own businesses, got to college, did well, have, you know, all the things. And we didn't use a structured approach. We didn't use a traditional homeschooling way. We dove into life and had fun and they learned. And I know that sounds so scary, but it works. And so that's what I do now is I help parents figure out how could you connect with them and bring this full, rich life to them and learn more about unschooling so that you can trust that they're going to learn what they need? So that's, that's what my coaching business is about. I have a membership and I talk to people on the phone and help them kind of break down their fears that are, that are just like obstacles from your, what's familiar, really. And so, and sometimes we're kind of like on a conveyor belt where we aren't really thinking it through, but we think, oh, well, this just has to be. And when you start to think about why, why does that have to be? (laughs) And it doesn't. And so I help parents figure that out. So that's kind of my, (laughs) in a nutshell, not that small of a nutshell (laughs)
0: explanation. It's perfect. Thank you. Uh, so I want to start with just what is homes or unschooling? How would you define unschooling? Okay.
1: Okay. Unschooling from a legal definition, it's just a method of homeschooling. It's legal in all 50 States. It's legal in a lot of countries. Um, it's only illegal in countries where homeschooling in general is illegal too. And, um, and in some cases it is, um, well, you know in some you know the states vary in how they approach homeschooling so you'll want to if you're exploring it you'll you know be careful to not if you live in florida the law may be way different than if you're in texas or pennsylvania or wherever so you'd want to explore locally what um, what's the real deal for your your state but unschooling is a this method that is Um, about bringing a full, rich life to your kids, engaging with them, counting on the biological wiring that we're curious and we want to learn. So where school says, here's a scope and sequence, we must make sure all kids do these things. Unschooling families say we must live a full, rich life. And when we come to a place that we don't know something, that's when we learn it we explore more, we go to a YouTube video, we Google it, and we allow this really flexible way of moving through the world um, to be the curriculum, to be the scope and sequence, because kids that are going to be artists don't really need the quadratic equation, or trigonometry, or, you know, but kids that are building with Legos and doing all kinds of like little budding engineer type things, they will, and they'll move in that direction. And you don't have to channel them. You, as an unschooling parent, you observe and then you, and then you help them expand and grow in the direction that's their interest. And the advantage to that is that you don't get the resistance because you're moving with their interests and so you don't have to say well let's stop now because you don't know the sevens on your times tables you know i remember when i when i really learned this was my daughters who we didn't do math curriculum we played with a lot of math manipulatives just for play we played a lot of games and and they knew their threes times tables like that I'm like, how did how do you know that? Well, Girl Scout cookies cost three dollars a box, and they were selling Girl Scout cookies, and they knew 6, 9, 5, fifty, ninety. <laughs> and because it was relevant, and to me, that was such a wake up call to see that when something's relevant, they remember it, right? So that's kind of how unschooling works.
0: <laughs> so, do you did you ever use any curriculum? Do you promote using any curriculum, or is it always no curriculum or is it like yeah well personally
1: I we used curriculum to start we left the school system and it was before the internet really was taking off it was 1996 and um and so I picked brains picked people's brains to figure out what am I going to do what am I going to do and before long you know that we had catalogs that we all passed around and shared And we are mere mortals when it comes to marketing, because here I had this great idea of creativity and curiosity, and oh my gosh, it was going to be so great. And I bought Calvert, and its tagline is school in a box. (laughs) And it was very schooly. And it, you know, I met unschoolers that first year, and they were like, "Mm, you know, you don't have to do that. And, and then real life kind of was going on and we're like, I don't want to stop and do this when we could be doing this. And so we started to kind of let it fall by the wayside and, um, it became really clear that it was causing power struggles, causing my kids to be frustrated, caught, you know, and all because I was just like on that conveyor belt I was talking about and think, well, this is just how it has to be. Mm think about why, why does it have to be like that? And oftentimes why the real why is because kids are in a system that is tech supported and you've got to move them from point A to point B, but you're a family, not a system. So you don't have to do that. You know, I think that, so I think as far as like people that use curriculum, sometimes I would get panicky about something and I would toss a key to workbook at my kids and be like, what do you mean you don't know percentages Do a page? (laughs) And they would roll their eyes, oh, she's in that phase again. And and I share that because I want you to know, we all have that happen. (laughs) We all have like, gung ho, and then, oh my gosh. (laughs) What am I doing? I'm ruining their chances. They're going to live in the basement for the rest of their lives. And um, I think that when we recognize that, we are not going to get to a place where I've got it, we're good. Because your child is continuing to grow, they're continuing to change. What was okay in your mind for an eight year old may not be okay for a 12 year old. And then all of a sudden, all that gotta conform, gotta do things like everybody else. You know, when we, what is that phrase about? There's a phrase about when, when we don't know what to do, we do what we know. And it's not necessarily right. It's just familiar, but that's kind of our panic uh, way that we go. And so, um, so that's where that concept, there's a word called de-schooling. And, it ta- and it's about when you start to see this is a more schoolish mentality that I'm thinking about how this needs to happen in a school setting but in a home setting and for a child and a learner it doesn't have to happen like Learners really will gather what they need. And um, and it took me a while to figure that out. And I also had like resistance. Like, like I'm not giving up chores. We live on a farm. All the animals will be dead if I, <laughs> you know, instead of thinking now when we're driving up and we're thinking, okay, who's going to do this? I'll do this. You do this. You do this. That approach works, you know, when you're all together moving forward on something and so i don't think of unschooling i know there are a lot of people that are very dogmatic about it and never let a curriculum touch their little hands and um if if you put for instance some little kids really like to fill in the blanks and do those kinds of things put those in with mad libs and coloring books and all in one basket And if they pick that out, they pick that out. And then you as an observer can look at what do they like about it? Do they like the completion of it? That's an interesting just data about they don't like ongoing, you know? Or do they like um, that you really smile big when they complete it? Are you kind of creating a little people pleasing type of thing there? Um, have they, have they adopted a lot of the social pressure to, um, to do things in a schooly way? Like mommy, give me an A plus. I just need a grade. I always hear from people that say their kid just wants a grade. So give them a grade, give them an A. (laughs) And, um, because it takes a little while to have them figure out where do they fit in the world with all of this? How do, how do they. You know, they've got a little friend next door that just wants to play school and they need to be able to play school. And so it's, um, I don't think it's the end of the world. I think it has to do with your intention. If you as an unschooler think they gotta have a little math, right? (laughs) Then I think there's some stuff to unpack. Um, But if your kid is like, give me another worksheet then do it do it it's all right and um it's not going to hurt and because really i think the thing to remember is that is what you're doing creating a stronger connection or is it i'm telling you what to do because you're choosing poorly and i know best and you must conform if you're ever going to get to go to whatever Uh, you know that would not be the way to go and the way to go would be to partner with them what do you like about this okay you know, maybe they just like the workbook because it's got cute pictures on the front. (laughs) And as you, if you don't make a big deal out of it, then, okay. And then as kids get older, they might decide, you know, I really do kind of want to do that. Okay, you can. What happens sometimes though, is that bigger kids, 12, 13 years old, like, I think I should be doing some math, mom. I'm not doing any math. And, um, because they've had friends say what are you gonna do work at mcdonald's your whole life you know and so they start to because they're developmentally at that place of like starting to see where they are in the world and how do people react to them and so then they think i need to do math and then so the mom goes out buys all the big expensive curriculum and the kid won't do it because the kid doesn't really want to do math they just want to fit in and so I think that sometimes what parents can do is, and this is something that I learned because I didn't do it. <laughs> and so I'm happy to share it with you is sometimes it helps to say, oh, wow, look at all the math in that. Oh, wow. There was, there was, that's, you know, in school, they call that science, <laughs> you know, and just lightly say that, sprinkle that, not like every hour or something like that. But um so that when the kid is confronted by another kid that says you don't do any math my life is full of math I'm living a word problem (laughs) and you know it just kind of helps them feel fine with this approach that it's not just my mom's kind of (laughs) wacky and I hope I turn out all right (laughs) you know because that's what kids kids have funny thoughts you know (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that even but answered your question.
0: It, it did, and it's perfect. Um, and so much of what you're saying is exactly what I'm constantly speaking to, and that's kind of my journey in all of this, is I've realized that if I'm going to describe an ideal learning environment where kids really learn their best, what I most often am describing is an unschooling environment. Where you are following their interest and you are, they're motivated to learn because it's fun and it's interesting and it's relevant and it's, and you're building a relationship with them because relationships are also very motivating. So there's, right. there's so much in that. That's like, I, I, when I first heard of ed schooling, I thought it was insane.
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, me too. <laughs>
0: was like it was not even worth looking into except i've always looked into everything and it was like just the more i looked at any of it i was like okay no actually yeah yeah i mean if i'm if i'm going to be honest about what i know about how kids learn right that that's how kids learn is right. through a very it has I to led, do with unpacking that
1: old tape in your head right and yeah. unpacking your fears
0: and you know it was funny as you're talking i was realizing like i i had like um I have materials available, like so that I can put out and if it gets want to do them or not. And my kids are super little, but like I was trying to divide it by like reading and math. And like, I was trying to like categorize it. I was like, it's interesting that like my brain had to like sort it in that way. It was, right. I hadn't so caught so it until years, you were talking about that. Years was that
1: the only way to do it, right? Yeah. And, and so in, when you think about it and you think about an activity, there are so many subjects. Say your kid likes sharks. It's Shark Week on TV. So next thing you know, where is that place? Oh, so that's the West Coast. There's the East Coast. Or or the water's colder. Or the um culturally people are eating them or they're using it for some kind of a uh medicinal thing or I mean just one weird thing after another but they all connect and so it's not like I'm doing geography I'm doing science and then you're reading and so you're reading about I'm doing language arts or you're looking it up on YouTube I'm doing technology (laughs) and you know that's just school telling you they need to categorize it you don't need to yeah and and even like but they're not going to know what to do if they ever go to school and that isn't my experience at all my youngest decided she wanted to be on the drill team in high school and she said um but i'm not smart enough i don't know my times tables i don't know you know i'm like oh you're going (laughs) you need to see that you are in fact smart enough and if you want to make the drill team make the drill team so i called the counselor and he's like oh well you know you don't Even if you had curriculum, because I kind of said, you know, we've been a little, um, we have a progressive approach to education. It's been very experiential. And (laughs) I just kept talking like that. And he's like, well, that's okay, because I wouldn't have accepted it anyway. It's not accredited. (laughs) And so she did all of these um, credit by exams while he put her in the sophomore classes. He goes, "I'm, I'm, you know, we'll see. And she took, so she only had to make a 70. So we made these flashcards for all, they tell you what all the questions are. And so memorize it. Memorize. And so she wanted to be at the, age, at the grade level with her age mates. And, um, and she did, I mean, she passed it. She took all the classes. She was fine. She even made a B in algebra. And she said, I don't even know what I did. But <laughs> she said the way their system worked was you had, you took the test, so she got a 40 on the test, and um, and then you did the extra credits so that could bump it up a little, and then you, then the teacher worked with you a little bit, so you could get, you could retest with the teacher, and you could get a 70 plus the extra credit, And next thing you know, you're a B. So she hacked the system, but the system was easy to hack. to hack and she did make the drill team and and then after a while that was too much drama and so she checked that box and came back home and um so a lot the long story i mean the the bit of that is that um you don't have to prep them if all of a sudden i was always afraid what if they have to go to school what if my husband and i are killed and they're sent to live with their aunt and uncle and their school people and what would happen to my little ones they were (laughs) they would just be fine but don't don't live your life with them in a what if that's probably not going to happen right and then they for college you know my kids had never written a book report never written a research paper and they took the assessment tests in the community college and then they simply took the classes they scored for and then my son transferred to a university never took an sat or an ACT. And ended up with a degree in journalism and was magna cum laude. And, and this was, I mean, I hate to say it, but he's not a brainiac kid. He's just an average kid, you know, but he really enjoyed talking. And he discovered if I write, it's like I'm talking to even more people. <laughs> and so um, that where he just finished his MBA. And so this is a kid that never did any of that stuff. He was that little first grader that I pulled out and said, "We'll just try second grade," and um, so all that panic of like, "What if something?" It'll be all right. It really will be all right, especially if you're actively involved with them, living this full, rich life with them. They are absorbing, and 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 then that becomes the catalyst for you to see what do they need they need more of this this is one's more extroverted this one's more introverted this one's really sciencey this one let's go into the nature center you know all the different things and even let's explore a little bit because they don't know you have more life experience than they do and so if you've worked really hard on having a good trusting relationship with them and you say i know just give me 10 minutes Let's just try it for 10 minutes and see how it works. If it's terrible, you know just do a little sleeve pull and that'll be our <laughs> that'll be our code of get me out of here and um, and that way you can continue to expose them to things in life that you know they might be interested in but they just don't know yet. but if they trust you and then they are more likely to try things out so, that's how unschooling kind of works is that it's about building that trust so that you can have this this full rich life.
0: are so like, beautiful. Yeah, well, where do I go after that? No, <laughs> oh, it's so beautiful. Yeah. It was like, oh yeah. I just loved all of that. Okay. Um, so then most of our listeners they are parents of kids with some kind of disability, um, particularly learning disabilities. Yeah. So is unschooling a good approach or have, do you have much information or experience of, with kids with, with disabilities?
1: My experience is that all kids do well if you meet them where they are. And that when you try to force a kid into a mold, you get resistance. You get a lot worse than that, though. You get self esteem issues. You get I don't want to try because I fail. You get all these things. So with unschooling, if the if the key pieces are trust and exploration together, then why wouldn't it work? You know, it it, it it's inevitable <laughs> that it would work. And so, um, my kids, my My oldest, when he was in first grade, they said he needed ADD medication and he was just a rambunctious little six-year-old. And yes, when we left, we would be like in a ceramics class and while the lady's talking, he did kind of need to walk around a little bit in the back of the room. And so we let him. And as time went on, you know, he adapted and we did, we did more big motor play kind of things. And we saw, okay, it's, we haven't done that today. And so, you know, you just kind of can restructure your day to fit the needs of the child. And so then my second child was diagnosed with, um, she had an auditory processing disorder. And so they didn't really know what to do with it. So, you know, they call it um, pervasive, um, Pervasive—I don't
0: even remember what it was some pervasive developmental disorder. Yes,
1: yes, yes. Thank you. <laughs> it, it mattered so little to me that I didn't. <laughs> and um, she didn't. She didn't speak spontaneously. It was a really—I mean, if it wasn't my child, it would have been an interesting case study. <laughs> um, she didn't speak spontaneously until she was about four or five. What would happen is. She would take something she saw on TV and um and put it on the life experience. For instance, there was like the Land Before Time movie, you know, they the egg eater and they're running across stealing the stealing the eggs. So at some point she's having some meltdown and my husband's like, You just can't do this in the living room, babe. And he lifts her up and takes, he's gonna go into the back room with her and all of a sudden she's saying the script from that movie because the girl could memorize you know people come to the door hi i'm katie patterson and this is mommy patterson and daddy patterson she had the same thing and i'm like so the either the doctors were like she's fine i'm like oh no she's not there's there's no deviation from the script and um anyway long story but it, it we opted to just meet her where she was. We opted to not really see it as something that needed to be fixed, but just something that needed to be met where she was. What has to happen so that we can all move through life together? And, um, you know, and so I think that obviously there are people whose kids need certain things. I don't think there's a problem with, doing them. Um, I just thought the way that my kids were, um, those labels seemed to be more helpful in a school setting than in a real life setting. I, know, I knew kids that had various issues, dysgraphia, and, um, and when it came time for college, it mattered because they could have different accommodations for testing, but prior to that, it didn't matter. We weren't doing testing. We were, we were just having conversations. Everything, if, if the goal is really the learning and not the let me display my learning, if the goal is I want them to learn, then they can learn at the pace and the way, and you can, instead of saying, let's corral them through this shoot, we instead, you're, what can I see that I could do to help things be more successful in our life? So I guess that's kind of my take on
0: that. That, speaks to me so much. Um, I am constantly, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a special ed teacher of children who are in general education classes, and I'm constantly feeling that battle of, Well, at least I haven't. We'll see if I go back to that. But (laughs) I have constantly been in that battle with teachers of, you know, they'll send send the student with something to complete, but it's not at the child's ability level. So if I get them to complete it, it's me telling them how to do it and they're not learning anything. They're just completing the worksheet. Check the box and move it on. And then there's other kids that are extremely capable, but maybe very slow to complete work, or there's some kind of resistance or whatever it is. But if if you actually look at any of the data of what they're learning and how well they're learning, they're learning everything. Right. So they might not complete anything, but they're learning.
1: You know that, happens. So what that happened. What is our when goal? We, when my son was in first grade, that he would freak out at the timed math test. She said, he knows every one of these problems, but he just keeps staring at the clock and he only gets four problems done. And and we'll we'll talk to him about it and then you know if he learned it. But it doesn't work like that. Like, it could. (laughs) Why can't it? Why can't it work like that? Why can't he just orally give you the answers? And then you know whether he knows it is is the goal to really assess their knowledge or is the goal something else you know conformity learn how to he has to learn she was he has to learn how to do this because this is what the whole school thing is about like well there's another reason not to stay
0: (laughs) one of the defenses that I'm constantly getting with teachers that try to push back about no they have to do this or I can't excuse everything or you know I have to prepare them for. So you know, kindergarten has to prepare them for first and first has to prepare them for second and, second, and sixth has to prepare them for for um, middle, school. middle school. and it's like high school yeah why? Why do you you're they're not in that grade and that's exactly what you were talking about that made me think about that too. It's like you don't have to prepare them to go to a traditional school. They'll be fine when they get there. they'll figure it out when they get there, they'll adjust quickly. You just have to provide what they need right here, right now in the situation that currently exists. And especially yeah. in our setting, it was very frustrating. So I'm like they're working at a level way below in certain things, way below current grade level, but you're trying to get them prepared for this grade level by, by pushing things forward. It's, so then the gap is just bigger and the right. feel worse about themselves. Right. And yeah. you're not learning anything if you're feeling horrible about yourself.
1: Yeah, that's that whole concept of like anxiety. The more you have anxiety, the more your window gets smaller and smaller and smaller. So if you have made that kid so anxious, and and I even see that in homeschooling settings where they're like, just get this done. And, you know, they're battling and that kid is not remembering anything other than I hate learning. I hate when mom gets like this. And that is really not the message. You want to just be reiterating over and over with them. Right. So when you have kids that get frustrated, pull back and see, what are you doing? What are you, how are you presenting it? What are are you just doing? What's familiar? And um, maybe you should think about why am I doing this? What could we not? Right. And what will happen? Because sometimes we get that disaster thinking when we do that future looking where we're thinking, yeah, but if they can't do this, they're going to end up under a bridge. (laughs) And you're like, really? Is that really rational? Or is that like just your fear trying to get you back in line? And so that's what I spend a lot of time in my membership group, helping people overcome their fears. What's rational? What's not rational? Right.
0: Um. So I think you kind of answered this one already, and it's just is is unschooling right for everyone, or are there situations where it's not really recommended or isn't isn't the best approach?
1: I think unschooling is right for every child. (laughs) Every child could benefit from unschooling. Is every parent willing to do the internal examination? of motivation and intention, every, every parent can do that, and maybe you can, and maybe it's no judgment from me, it's no shame, if you are in the midst of something else, and you can't do it, then you can't do it, <laughs> and that's okay, so the thing, you know, one of the things to remember, too, is that where you are right now isn't necessarily where you're going to be six months from now, or two years from now, or five years from So if you think, I can't end school because we're in the middle of a divorce and blah, 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 um, okay, you can't end school right now, and that's not the end of the world, you can still have a really connected way to parent, you can still not become the warden of the school and you know, you can say, we, you know, we really are not going to do this, this, and this, and help the child feel loved and accepted for where they are, and know that time can change things, and that you might be able to do it at some point of time, and that's possible too. Um, I think that people that really aren't willing to look at that top-down authority model of parenting and Um, children, the parent-child dynamic, if you're not willing to look at that and see where that is possibly problematic, unschooling is not going to work for you. Um, Sometimes that's because of somebody's core beliefs. They have something going on, whether it is the way they were raised and they can't let go of that, or their religious background and children are seen as um. always you know the, so it's like the idea of thinking are, are people inherently good or are people inherently bad and you got to be there to catch them <laughs> and so if you have that kind of bol- core belief of people are bad and and my kid is always trying to get away with something it's going to be harder for you to unschool yeah. you're going to have to kind of break that down
0: but um, but please break it down
1: <laughs> uh, yeah please do <laughs> please do it would be better but but you know what that's part of life you know I'm 61 years old and I can tell you that everybody doesn't everybody doesn't act right <laughs> everybody nah, that's that's really wrong. everybody chooses different paths and yeah that's all right and it um, but I think that when we are willing to look at maybe the way I started isn't that great. Maybe my kid is not adapting well to this parenting style that I have thought was just fine. <laughs> when we're willing to start to break that apart, because we're really believing in in the individual. You know, I think that sometimes I was just writing a podcast for my unschooling mom to mom podcast about we give lip service to oh i want this to be an individualized approach but then i want it to look just like everybody else's <laughs> and you're like wait a minute wait a minute part of being individualized is being okay with doing something different and we've had a lot of years to condition us to conform and so The people, you know, the people that it wouldn't work for, the people that are not willing to grow, the people that are like, no, this is this way. (laughs) And, um, okay. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know what to, I mean, I guess that's just the way of it,
0: right? Yeah.
1: But. But if they're listening to your podcast, they're willing to grow. <laughs> well, they've already heard
0: enough stuff that is in line with everything that you've said. So, oh, hopefully, they are are on that journey and path. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, thank you so much for being with us today, Sue. Where can people find out more about you? I know okay. we definitely want to send them to the Unschooling Mom to Mom podcast, which right? is short little episodes of pep talk. Yeah, little pep
1: talks. <laughs> to help you because I know how busy everybody is and um, I probably yammered on too long but um, unschooling mom to mom with the tube.com is the website that has everything where you can we can hop on a phone call or you could some people learn better you know that's really it too how do you learn best you're we're always thinking about how do our kids learn best but how do you learn best do you read a pdf and you're asleep by page two (laughs) then gathering a bunch of PDFs is not your thing it's okay and so we have a membership group if people feel like i feel so isolated or i learn better with other parents we have that i have a course i have guides those PDFs, and um but really the best oftentimes what's best is just to hop on the phone and that way we can knock out some of those fears so that you can be open-minded to some of the other ideas that are not familiar, they're unconventional, but they are—they're—they're um, they're like we talked about earlier. They're tuned into the research. Yeah. And um, and I'm happy to help you because unschooling works, and I want people to know they don't have to duplicate school. They can find a way that works best for their kids and be more connected. And the kids—and it's not at the expense of the kids' education.
0: So. Right. Right.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: So beautiful. Thank you so much, Sue.
1: Good. I'm glad it was good. (laughs) All right.